Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 20. What is today, folks? The 21st day of September here. Uh, also want to make an announcement. I'm, I'm live on uh, Roku TV through the Northeast Streaming NESSP uh, uh, channel there, Roku TV, back on there. And Zodiac, uh, live on uh, Zodiac as well under the, now, now I'm hearing that uh, Zodiac, they're having trouble. Okay. Oh, well. Well, we're still live on Roku TV, folks. So, uh, and of course, the normal YouTube channel, Facebook, everything. And and I'll obviously post the, uh, I'll obviously post um, the program on Twitter and everything. So, got a great show. Going to go over some fantasy recap last week. Give you the top scores from last week as well uh, in, in Daily Fantasy. Uh, we'll go over that. Let's go ahead and get our first and only break out of the way, and we'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder. If you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All righty. Okay. You know something I, I forgot? Yeah, you, uh, I didn't want to get too far ahead of myself, folks. So we've got a game tonight. Uh, it, it's just not a good game for the Giants coming in. Uh, Andrew Thomas, the left tackle, out. Uh, Saquon Barkley starting running back out tonight. Uh, neither will play. Also, I want to say one of their guards on their offensive line, he will also be out as well. Well, uh, Andrew Thomas being Bradison guard there. They actually have a, a linebacker, uh, Ojihari. Now, I don't know who he is, but he's not going to play as well. Mitch McFadden, uh, questionable tonight. Uh, Brandon Ayuk won't play for the 49ers. But other than that, your, your main players will be. So it looks like Debo Samuel will get a, a heavy load uh, tonight. I do think Daniel Jones will probably get his fair share of rushing yards. Uh, the, the 49ers are 10.5-point favorites. I think they'll probably cover that, unfortunately, for the Giants fans. Uh, it, it's just they've got off to a rough start. Uh, when it rains, it pours. And uh, so that's that in a nutshell. Like I said, I think they'll probably win. Uh, and and we'll, we'll see how that thing plays out tonight. Probably not a lot of people. Maybe some New Yorkers will watch it because they're betting. Betters will probably watch this game. And I did I always take that FanDuel free bet where you um, what where you play when that's somewhat of a free. They 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 cop the the bet back if you, if you uh, they don't give you money back, but they give you the bet back if you uh, if you hit the three uh, the parlay, uh, you'll get the money from the parlay. If you miss the parlay, you'll get the bet back and you use it later on. This weekend, uh, of course, I will either on college or the NFL. So I went on and did that. Um, but anyways, so that is it in a nutshell as far as tonight is concerned, folks. Okay, there was a story that came out on ESPN that uh, I, I wanted to talk about. It's been out for about a week or so. And it's about this Rams team, folks. Uh, uh, as I said, I thought they were going to be somewhat of a dumpster fire. Didn't think they was going to be as bad as Arizona. 
uh, who's obviously 0-2, or Tampa, who is shockingly 2-0. I'd still, still expect Tampa uh, to take a dive. I uh, thought the Bears would be a little bit better. Uh, but I think in the, the, this Rams team, they're going to have a good offense, but to give up a lot of points. A little better defensively. They don't have a lot of depth. But um, you know something? Uh, like I said, Cooper Cup is out for four weeks. Matt Stafford, they asked Matt Stafford to take a pay cut in the preseason. but uh, And they got $75 million in dead money. And it's all being pushed back. It's all being pushed back. Uh, to this season. So Les Snead, if you think about it and look how they've played, they upset, they went on the road and upset, um, they went on the road and upset the uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks, played the 49ers to a touchdown, although you can say, well, that last field goal was just to cover the spread there by Sean McVay. Uh, but here's the story from uh, ESPN. It says, uh, there's over the punishment this season and clearing out decks of uh, for next season. The Rams are carrying a $75 million dead cap money against the cap, and uh, they'll have just $700,000. That is huge for Ram fans uh, and other general managers around the league to absorb. They only have $700,000 in dead cap. Uh, that's one of the best in the league next year going into – uh, 24, and uh, he, he also noted here, I think it was Adam Scheffner, that they have, um, they will actually uh, have a first-round pick. They will actually, first time they'll have a first-round pick since 2016. Remember, the uh, Detroit Lions and the Jared Goff trade got a lot of that. They had to do a trade to get Jalen Ramsey a few years ago from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they went out and used one of their second-round picks and got Von Miller. Uh, so they made all these moves, folks, and it turned out to be okay. All right? And uh, he also notes that in week one, Puka, they had one of the oldest teams in the league. Now it's saying for the first time the Rams have one of the youngest rosters for players averaging under 26 in week one, Puka Nuka. Uh, and Tutu Atwell come the first pair of wide receivers, 23, to have 100 yards in the uh, same game since Dale Shafarner and Lamar Landry in 1958, Pickles. That's way before my time. And the and the Rams finally selected, like I said, their first-round pick here. Uh, you know something? I'll tell you what, that it, 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 this Puka guy, uh, Pickles. I think I mentioned him last week. If not, okay, this guy, on as of Sunday, they play Monday night. They will play at Cincinnati on Monday night. Uh, Cincinnati, no word, brother Joe Burrow play. If I was a better, I wouldn't touch that game because I could see Cincinnati being very desperate, even with Browning in at quarterback, could possibly win that game. If the Rams get a big boatload of points, I'd put it on the Rams, take the points in the Rams. Uh, but going back to this guy, wide receiver Puka Nuka and Nakua, Nakua, excuse me, Puka Nakua. This guy has caught 25 passes in two games. The previous record in the NFL was 19. Uh, wait a minute. No player in NFL history has caught more passes in the first two games, the first two, because Brandon Marshall caught 21 balls in one game one time. I think that's the record. Uh, he he was uh, with Denver, and he got hot one night, and, and they were playing that in Indianapolis. He caught everything in front of him. Okay, but no player in NFL history has caught more passes first two games in NFL career than Puka uh, uh, Nakua who caught 25, the previous record's 19. Puka's also the first player in NFL history to have 10 catches and 100 yards in the first two games. They're giving him the the uh, they're giving him uh, the ball behind the line of scrimmage. This guy's a really good route runner. There were rumors that he was having a really good training camp. We've heard that before with uh, George Pickens last year. Didn't translate on the field. Uh, 
Nat Stafford seems to be really healthy. But going back to, by the way, not to mention the fact that according to two different sites, I like to get multiple sites here. Spot Track is the one I usually use. Uh, that's dead cap money. The Rams will have $53 million. That's 10th in the league in cap space next year. According to Spot Track, number one would be the Patriots with 96, Chicago with 95, and Tennessee with uh, with with 80, the top three now. Uh, over the cap is a different site. Uh, it, it's saying a little bit different here. It says the Rams have $65 million and only 752000 in dead money. And I'm looking at all the other dead monies. Uh, that's one of the best in the league. The Colts are at three, 363 dead money. So load up, get get the get the quarterback, uh, uh, get your pieces, trade up, trade out, go out and get somebody, some team that's going the other direction uh, at the trade deadline. Use a first or second round pick. Get you a dominant defensive player. It's easier to build a defense on the fly, folks, than it is an offense. It's easier. Chris Collinsworth said that. I listened to him. I was listening. I was on the driving on on the way home from uh, work. I was going back to college uh, up at Austin P from Nashville, Tennessee, and it was at the end of the 2002 Super Bowl with the Raiders and the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Bucks are killing them. And Chris Collinsworth said this over 20 years ago, and it's still true to this day. He says uh, it's cheaper to build a defense than an offense, and it's easier to build a defense than an offense. And, of course, we know that team went on and, and won the Super Bowl. But if you think about it, uh, you look at teams like this Rams team uh, went out and got guys like Jalen Ramsey, uh, made a trade with, with the down-shifting, rebuilding uh, Jacksonville Jaguars team. He's the best cornerback in the league at the time. Uh, this Denver team, they went out and got a really good edge rusher. He was a little bit past his prime and uh, Von Miller there. But they went out, got that edge rusher, and put them over the top the year they actually won the Super Bowl. But you think about it. Yeah, they had some injuries last year and they got clobbered. They're probably going to be under 500 this year. It's like a quick bankruptcy, but bam, next year they have a first round pick. They got up between 50 and 65 million dollars in cap space. They have a veteran quarterback they can move off of or they can go out and draft another and develop with McVay. That's not that bad. That is not that bad. That's not the five year the the, the sky's falling. This team's going to be dreadful. No. It's a two-year quick re- – that's not even a rebuild. What Miami did to get Tua and this group, that's a rebuild. A rebuild is when you when you get rid of everybody who's making money and you're getting all young players, you're getting a new coaching staff, new general manager, new attitude, that's a rebuild. What Jacksonville did when they got rid of um, uh, guys like Leonard Fournette, and I mentioned – earlier, Jalen Ramsey, that's a rebuild. That's a rebuild. But what it, it seems even like Tennessee, if Tennessee can, re, if Tennessee can transition over from, from uh, Will, and, and I'm telling you, I mean, I know Will Levis is the third string guy, but it's not going to be Malik. If they can transition over from uh, second year quarterback, Will Levis from Ryan Tannehill with the pieces they already have, with the cap space I just mentioned, that's a restructure. That's restructuring on the fly. Uh, that's not technically um, uh, a, a, a rebuild, folks. So this this could be a, a template uh, for future teams. Now, what you want to do is you don't want to have it spread out too much where you've got $50 million in dead cap this year, $50 million or, or $33 million in dead cap next year. And remember, this team missed on players. They missed on Brandon Cooks. They missed on Bobby Wagner, okay? They uh, they just traded away Cam Akers. They missed on him. I think it was second or third round. They, they moved him off to Minnesota somewhere, you know, and – 
And now they this is a new template to win in this league. Now you've got to have the coach you want, and you've got to have a general manager and a good owner, Les Snead. Uh, they've got good ownership. The guy signs a check. He stays out of the way. He stays out of the way. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, got to give credit where it's due. Reading that story, watching the way this team is playing during this transition. Uh, by the way, this Nakua kid um, from uh, from the Rams, This I mean, this guy is way out in front to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, you got to have good scouts for that. It's early. It's only two games. There's other players in here. C.J. Stroud, by the way, is having a really good year statistically. Now, they're not winning, uh, but he's actually doing better than the other rookie quarterbacks uh, statistically, folks. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That's a good transition over to the next story, um, which is Bryce Young, as I predicted, way back before he got drafted. Way back when, when when Chicago, which by the way, and I'm a, and I'll tell John this too. He may agree with me actually. Ron Poles is not to be blamed that for the disaster. It's early, but it's it's not looking good for Chicago. You know, uh, I, I think that I, I think that uh, he wanted to give every opportunity to a Justin Fields. I think he traded away and got very good value for that number one pick, and he's still getting dividends from that. He, he he got a number one receiver for that. He got high draft picks for that. Um, I think he's got a really good offensive lineman and with that pick. Uh, and, and I just like what he's done as a uh, as a general manager. I, I really like what he's done. Now, whatever the coaching is. With Justin Fields, that remains to be seen. There's a funny little video of him giving a hug with the offensive coordinator, giving a thumbs up. That's just, you know, playing up for the cameras. It's very funny. But going back to Bryce Young, he's already got an ankle injury. He likely, very likely will not play. It's going to be uh, Andy Dalton, which is not a bad play. You put Andy Dalton in a situation like that, uh, He's already been in their offset. He he may actually keep this team in this game. Although I do think that Kenneth Walker could have a good game because they 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 played at New Orleans. They played at New Orleans on Monday night. Then they got then they flew home. Then they got to fly to the other side of the country and play against Seattle on Sunday. But he's already out. Uh, I mentioned this with Anthony Richardson. I thought they would run him exactly to the to the bare uh, to to the to the exact the way Shane Steichen, that um, uh, head coach, former offensive coordinator of the Eagles, they're running him like they ran uh, Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Well, what I do not like about that offense, uh, they're running him wide open up the middle like he's a running back right into the uh, the belly of a linebacker. Uh, I saw Jalen Hurts do the same thing the other day, and, and that's what I do not like about that offense. Do not put your quarterback in harm's way like that. Now they're talking about, I saw that uh, Mike Florio was bringing up the fact maybe they shouldn't even tackle running back slow, you know, because of the Nick Chubb serious injury. For God's sake, don't put your quarterback out like a missile and run him in. So, He's already out. Anthony Richardson, the quarterback for Indianapolis, he's already out with a concussion. Um, uh, Bryce Young, who's tiny, who is tiny, uh, is already out with an angle injury. And C.J. Stroud, the one that I like the best here, and Will Levis is third on the depth chart with the Titans. Those are the quarterbacks that were talked about in last year's draft. Next year, I talked about this yesterday with Keith Engel. Great guest, by the way. Folks, if you want to hear, listen to some good college football talk and a little bit of Mac Jones, uh, listen to last night's episode with Keith Engel. Uh, 30 minutes in, we get really uh, thick into these games coming up this weekend. One of the better weekends in college football. 
Uh, I'm going to be working most of the day, but I'm recording two games, and I'm hoping to get back home for the other. Check that out. But next year is going to be a big flood of wide receivers. Now, Caleb Williams might not come out because he don't want to go to Arizona. There's more lenience towards uh, Schroeder Sanders, who Travis Hunter cannot transfer. I, I found that out today. And um, Dion, the dad, wants him to stay there. So that tells me two things. Schroeder probably will stay in college, which Mel Kuyper's got him ranked as number three slash maybe number four. Um, and Travis Hunter cannot transfer, so which means dad might not take a job this year, not unless it's huge, you know. Uh, I don't know if Florida State will become available. I think Florida State's going to win Saturday. They've already beat LSU. So I think Schroeder, Travis Hunter, the top dog there. Plus, they're getting good recruits already committed to Colorado uh, to come out. But back to the quarterbacks, you got Penix, this Washington guy, stock going up. Uh, the quarterback from um, uh, uh, from Duke. Uh, he, his, he's, he looks way, he looks better right now than Mac Jones. I'm telling you, or not Mac, Daniel Jones, uh, from, uh, from the Giants, the former Duke quarterback. Uh, so you, you throw him in there. Uh, Drake May, the Carolina guy's been number two for a while. All right. Uh, you throw McCartney in there from Michigan. I mean, we're naming some players right now, folks. I mean, we're coming up with, with some players here. So, uh, it is, yeah, Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman, I, I'm, I'm already telling you folks, I think he's going to beat, I think they're going to beat uh, Ohio State. The last time Ohio State was beat by Notre Dame was like 1934, folks. Unbelievable. I heard that stat today on the way into work. So a lot of, it's 50 starts there, Wesley Media. Uh, from uh, hey, thank you, Wesley. Made a great sports show with excellent insights and guests. Man, I didn't pay him to say that. I can't afford to pay him to say that. If I could, I wouldn't be working on Saturday. <laughs> thank you, Wesley. Media, I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, so my thing is, I felt like it's early so far. I was right about CJ Stroud with Houston, defensive minded head coach, not a notable target on the team. I mean, yeah. Nico Collins, I'm going to talk about him in a minute, is his leading receiver. Uh, I want to say he's got like 19 targets in two games. Uh, yeah, but yeah, thank you, brother. Good. Appreciate it. Pound it. <laughs> uh, but former Ohio State quarterback, uh, one that's got in a good light right now, uh, C.J. Stroud. Uh, listen, the last two games here, he had a 103 quarterback rating against Indy, 78 against Baltimore. Baltimore's got a very good defense. So for the season, he's got a 91.2, two, two touchdowns, 626 yards passing. And check this out, zero interceptions with the no real star power at that, uh, uh, at that receiving core. Defensive-minded head coach there. So far, so good for C.J. Stroud, okay? Not to say I told you so, but I, so far, that's what it's looking like. I still think maybe Will Levis, if he can get his act together and stay healthy, he he might be the best quarterback, uh, but that's a big if. Man, the guy was hurt two or three times already in training camp. We know he was hurt last year at the uh, last year at the University of Kentucky. Okay, a lot of people's going to ask me about this. I'm going to go ahead and get to it. Okay, also in the news today, talking about a different position here, uh, Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs, uh, or Trayvon Diggs. I, I got the Diggs, brother. I always get the Diggs brothers mixed up. Um, Trayvon Diggs uh, has tore his ACL, uh, the cornerback from Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he, he's you know, going to be out for the season there. And, you know, I, I said this when, when this came out here on social media and everything, that I, I do think it, it's it, it's a blow, but it's not the end of the world for Dallas. Dallas' uh, team is based on speed uh, up front, but with Parsons and that group there, they still got stuff on Gilmore. Uh, it's a blow. 
it's not like losing your starting quarterback or your starting left tackle. Uh, maybe and just maybe if Dallas is still rolling come November around the trade deadline, would they go up to another team that's not playing really well and get another cornerback? Uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Okay, what would they go out and get one of those corners from from Denver? If Denver really tanks and give up, if they feel like they need that extra corner, I would say so. You know, um, I, I think they would. Uh, so I do not think it's the end of the world. It is a blow, but it's not. Uh, it, it is not. Um, it, it's not going to totally destroy. Now, if Micah went down, their defense will come down in March. So knock on wood, they've got Arizona this week. They they should roll against Arizona. They're twelve and a half point favorites there. Uh, I like the way uh, that they're using those three running backs. Dak's passes are down, but they're also very safe. Um, uh, they've got a good receiving core. They're much deeper on their offensive line this year. The line's been better. Uh, uh, great move by moving off Keelan Moore and, and letting McCartney call the place. Now, of course, you're just two games in, guys. This is a marathon of a season. A lot of players are banged up right now. A lot of questionable players. A lot of soft tissue injuries. Uh, the NFL's got to do something. They've got to do something about these uh, training regimen for uh, for preseason and training camp. There's too many soft tissue injuries here. Uh, you know, there's too many hamstring injuries. A lot of the former NFL wide receivers, Byron, who's on Northeast streaming, I think his name is Byron Williams, used to play with the Giants with Jim Jeffcoat. Uh, he's saying that these hamstring injuries – are from players not being in shape. Uh, a lot of that is is too much lack of practice time in, in the preseason and training camp. And also, a lot of that is no uh, people have went too far the other way uh, with not playing players during the preseason. And, and, and now it, it's starting to come back and bite players um, uh, and organizations in the rear end. Okay, I like what Dan Campbell did a few years ago, and hopefully he's still doing that, even though Detroit's a little banged up as well. Last year, two years ago, not this training camp, but last training camp, when they were on hard knocks, he went full tilt in day one. And he's like, listen, I know you guys don't like me, you know, us putting on pads and doing all this. And he says, but studies say we're going to be less injured as the season goes on because we're getting our bodies used to our calluses from hitting and getting that timing down. And what do you know? They end up beating Green Bay at the end of the season and knocking them out of the playoffs here. I expect them to bounce back against Atlanta this week. They had a slip up there. Um, they had a slip up there uh, against uh, Seattle that, that really got off the rough start. The Rams punched him in the mouth in, in week one. But uh, Dan Campbell's right, and and a lot of this, other teams have got to take notice. It's a copycat league. A few years ago, the Rams did it. They didn't play anybody in the preseason. They got very fortunate, and I just praise the Rams, but I'm just telling you, they went on and won the Super Bowl that year. They went on and won the Super Bowl. It's not always like that, though. You know, you really got to get used to hitting and uh, and doing that sort of thing. You want to keep your timing up, plus it's bad for the offensive line. We're getting a lot of home calls here, a lot of chippiness, Pickles. So, um, and Pickles says it's a subpar product. You're getting a lot of sloppy home calls. Passing was off here. You know, um, who was it there? Deshaun Watson, he looked terrible on Monday. I expect him to bounce back against Tennessee. That'll be one of the games that I'll discuss with Carlos Madden, New Yorker, Chavez on um, on tomorrow's program if he can make it, which I think he did because he he always tells me um, when that sort of thing happens. Okay, alrighty then. Now let's uh, let's go on. Okay, so this is the first week. Last week we talked about. Um, last week we, we 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 talked about the fantasy football. And mainly I do my uh, lineups for the noon or 1 o'clock Eastern to 4 to 4.30 games. You put them together. That's usually where you get your 
your most daily stuff here. And, of course, anybody's got any questions about draft stuff, I can give you that as well. But uh, so what I like to do, I've gotten away from this years ago, but when I used to do this show on Sunday morning, folks, uh, Pickles probably remembers this, I would do it about uh, 10.30 when when uh, when the final injury reports come out. And what I would do is I would give you the winner of the daily um, last week, the person, the, the, the winning lineup, okay? And then I'll give you my lineup and tell you how we did. Then I'll give you next week's lineup and some possible plays for next week. So Daniel Jones is playing tonight, right? The, uh, the, uh, he, had 100, he had 59 yards rushing last week. I think he's going to get some rushing yards this week too, by the way, even though they've got their left tackle out. But he, the winner of this FanDuel lineup that won $100,000. Actually, I think this was a million-dollar lineup. Excuse me. This was a million-dollar lineup. And this 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 winner had um, once 100000 Yeah, that's a million-dollar lineup. 194 points. This was on FanDuel. So this would have been way in the 200s on DraftKings. But, but the, you know, the players are pretty much the same. It's just a, it's just a numbers thing, right? Uh, so he had Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, 30, 31.74. Remember, the Giants had to come back in that Arizona game. Played great down the stretch with all those rushing yards and touchdowns and that big comeback. He was a top quarterback on the winning lineup last week. He was very cheap, too, folks. You know, Daniel Jones, come on. Uh, he also had Brian Robertson running back for Washington. Another team down late. Uh, remember, they were down by 21, uh, almost 21 points. There it was like 18 points, 21 to three, I want to say. Washington, Brian Robertson, very good running back. Uh, that's why Sean Payton really ticked off. They, they, uh, he, he had a huge game against them. Uh, 87 yards, two touchdowns, 27.9 uh, fantasy points. Uh, Buffaloes, Dalvin Cook's brother, Jared Cook here. Uh, he had 17.9. Now, this is in FanDuel. Uh, you know, 123 yards there uh, for uh, Cook there in that blowout against the Raiders. Nico Collins, keep that name in mind. Keep that name in mind. That was the player for Houston. That, that was the player for Houston. I just mentioned C.J. Stroud, 600 yards, 30 yards in two games. Not bad, considering one of those teams were against the Baltimore Ravens. But this guy's the leading receiver for Houston. 24.1 points last week. Mike Evans. Um, Mike Evans is on a contract year. Having a really good season. Great game against Minnesota to start. Uh, another really good game against the Bears. By the way, the Bears, um, you know, they're they're bad on defense. Uh, they're, they're bad on offense. That's why we <laughs> the defensive coordinator got fired uh, or quit, whatever. Uh, 26 for Mike Evans, T. Higgins. A lot of those were short passes, but he he capitalized on them and, and turned them into touchdowns. Two touchdowns, eight catches, 89 yards for Higgins, 24.9 in that loss to Baltimore. Darren Waller, uh, 10.6 at tight end. And, uh, of course, they had the Dallas defense uh, at 15 points, which one I said I recommended. And Tony Pollard at 16.4, uh, that was the winner. Now, the team I had, I, I mentioned Justin Herbert, uh, 22.2 for Justin Herbert. Obviously, 305 yards, two touchdowns. Mentioned Christian McCaffrey, 21 points there against the Rams there uh, in that win. Rondell Moore, I missed on him. Rondell Moore, they're not using him right. This guy was brought in to be a short-passing uh, type of uh, hybrid type of player. This guy could have been a running back slash wide receiver. Missed big time on him, only one point. Uh, DJ Moore, six catches, 104, did not score. Uh, he did have 13.4 uh, points, and I had Cole Komet, 5.8. Mike Williams at 12.6. Uh, it was Keenan Allen. I had him in another lineup. Keenan Allen against Tennessee with the Chargers last week. He had the big game there. Uh, and, of course, I had Derrick Henry, 17 points, 25 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I had 118. So I was a little short there, folks. Uh, and, of course, throw in Jabbar Gibbs. 
uh, at nine points here. He got a little banged up. He's supposed to be back. That's the running back from Detroit. Uh, he's supposed to be back. No David Montgomery. I think Detroit bounces back big against Atlanta. Keep an eye out for Jabari Gibbs, uh, the rookie from Alabama, to bounce back big this week. He only had nine points last week. Uh, so, really, my, it was Rondell Moore that really killed that team or that would have won some money there. So, um, anyways, just a quick update on the weather, folks. Uh, always, listen, I, I, when, when, I, when you put your teams in on Sunday, I usually call my dad. We put a couple teams in. Always, always look at the weather situation. Now, if it's a pouring down rain, you got to think twice about that wide receiver. Okay? Uh, maybe. Maybe the defense picks up or whatever, but you got to look at wind and you got to look at rain, okay? Uh, especially if you got a shaky quarterback there, okay? You got to keep that. Listen, man, rain, lightning, games get delayed. For instance, last week I told you, hey, I think it's it's 80% chance Jacksonville. Jacksonville was not delayed last week. Uh, there was no issues in Jacksonville last week. So, you you got to double-check the weather. Now, as far as this week is concerned, I do not uh, – the two games in Baltimore, Baltimore's playing against the Colts at home. The Colt Gardner Minshew likely will be starting. Uh, uh, the Ravens, I could see that still being a good game for uh, that defense. That Ravens defense banged up, but still, uh, they still get turnovers, man, and it's supposed to be raining 60%. Uh, Got to double check on that rain there. Uh, and also Landover, Maryland. Buffalo will be playing at the Washington Commander. Commander's 2-0. and They could upset Buffalo. They could upset Buffalo. Uh, keep an eye out for those two particular cities. Look to have some weather-related issues. And uh, for Miami, for Miami, they're playing Denver. I've got some matchups there. Just keep an eye out for Miami, 60% chance of rain there. You know how Florida is, folks. Anybody that's lived down there can rain really hard and the sun come back out a few minutes later or cannot rain at all. Uh, so you got to really check that on game, though. Those three particular towns is where you might have rain situations as of today. Uh, always, you know, it's always raining in Cleveland. I didn't see any rain situations for Tennessee and Balt uh, and and uh, the Cleveland Browns. I'll break that game down tomorrow uh, with uh, Carlos Madden, New Yorker Chavez, but uh, P, uh, Peter Sonorski, the the uh, uh, the guard there, left guard, has got an appendix problem. Uh, I think he may have to have his appendix taken out. That's our best blocker for Tennessee. Otherwise. Derrick Henry would have been a great play again, but, man, with that really good run defense, Tennessee's going to have a tough time playing against this um, uh, Cleveland Browns defense. Okay, now let's go to, to my lineup. This is a lineup. This is – if you had these players drafted, you want to play these players, um, th this would be a good particular lineup to put in or something close to this lineup. Matchup wise, okay. Um, who did I put in here? All right, here we go. <laughs> Justin Herbert again, folks. Listen, they're playing Minnesota. I think this is going to be the best fantasy game of the whole weekend. Uh, if the over and unders uh, 50, uh, under, under 60, take it, folks. Take the over, all right. Minnesota needs this game like a hog needs slop, like my dad would say. Uh, the uh, Chargers need this game, as Zach saying. Both of these teams were in the playoffs last year, both of over two. Now, Minnesota's got a little bit more time on their hands to prepare for this game. This game will be played in Minnesota. Quite frankly, the, the Chargers play better on the road for some reason. I don't know what it is because they really don't have a home field advantage, if you ask me. Uh, this is going to be a great game, Pickles. There's a song by the Rolling Stones said, the sparks will fly back on your baby. And and I really do think that the sparks will fly up in many and a Good friend of mine, uh, Lynn, if you're watching, uh, got me hyped up to go to Minnesota. She took pictures of Prince's house and all that. And 
went to the mall, America, and saw all that. But Minnesota's going to be a very good game. So I got Justin Herbert. I really think he's going to have another really good game. Now, I would normally take Keenan Allen, but Mike Williams had eight catches. He's the quicker receiver. Keep an eye out for Quentin uh, Jefferson, the rookie wide receiver there. Keep an eye out for him as well here. I think Herbert will, will, will destroy these guys. But listen, Jefferson. Now, Justin Jefferson, yes, he's going to be expensive on your daily teams. If you drafted him, obviously you, you, you play him anyways. But this particular game, Justin Jefferson's going to have a field day pending injury to him or his quarterback, okay? Uh, he's at 9,700. Um, but the Minnesota secondary cannot cover a twin-size bed with a queen-size or king-size blanket, okay? 32nd in the NFL in pass defense. Uh, Justin Jefferson should be the biggest play out there. Um, so I do think that that, that charger secondary is not going to be that much better. Uh, so that those three players, Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, or you want to throw in Keenan Allen or one of his other receivers, you could throw one of them in there and you throw in Justin Jefferson on the other side. I see a big, both teams need this game really bad. Uh, um, I think the Vikings, I did not have them going to the playoffs. I just don't think they have the defense, and you're going to see it. I think the Chargers win that game. Both need this game. I can't wait to see this game. That's going to be a lot of sparks flying. Love me some Justin Herbert. He's he's going to play well. Uh, again, Mike Williams and Justin Jefferson there. Okay. Another Houston. Houston. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. That problem is on defense, folks. Uh, this Singletary guy, the, the second-year corner out of LSU, very high draft pick, out. He will not play. He will not play for Houston uh, uh, this week, okay? Uh, they play Jacksonville at Jacksonville. Uh, 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 I've already told you guys, C.J. Stroud, off to a really good start, uh, 630 yards in two games, playing pretty well. No interceptions here, but which means he's going to get some pushback, folks. Jacksonville's Calvin Ridley, week one, destroyed the Colts. Huge game. Not so much against the Kansas City Chiefs. Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk had the big game. That's Trevor Lawrence's second receiver. He had the big game. Last week, Calvin Ridley is going to torch these guys. Uh, a little tougher to run on. You can run on them, but they're really that sweet spot on that defense or lack thereof it if you're the opposing. is Calvin Ridley at 7,500 on, on FanDuel. is a great play. I expect a big game out of Calvin Ridley like week one against the uh, uh, against Pickles against that Houston secondary, okay? Okay, don't laugh, folks. Um, but Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz, by the way, Zach Ertz has got a veteran quarterback throwing to him. Arizona's been in both games, folks. They've been in both games. Now, we just mentioned Dallas Cowboys. They, they've lost their, they, 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 they've lost their, their leading corner there for the season. I hate that. At least he got his contract, though, uh, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, yeah, Trayvon Diggs. But Zach Ertz, um, Josh Dobbs, the quarterback, 18 targets. 18 targets in the last two games. All right? Eight points and five points. He's only 5,100. Zach Ertz, uh, Dallas are 16 against the tight end, so they're not dominant against the tight end defensively. Zach Ertz, by the way, he played for Philadelphia for, for a few years. He's he's somewhat familiar with this Dallas defense. I got him at tight end. I think he's a good player here. Um, in my flex here, I'm going a little bit out of order. But Nico Collins, I just mentioned Nico Collins, right? 
CJ Stroud, by the way, Jacksonville, uh, they're they're 25th. Um, what is Jacksonville? They are they're they're 16th in secondary, but look at his guy's targets. I'm not joking here, folks. Sound like the president. I'm not joking. I'm serious, man. I'm serious. Um, I'm not exaggerating. Nico Collins for Houston Pickles. This dude has gotten 20 targets in the last two games. Nine targets in week one against uh, against the Colts, or last week against the Colts, 24 fantasy points. Baltimore and their secondary, 11 targets, six catches, 80 yards, 11 fantasy points against the Ravens and their secondary, okay? So, um, yes, you said, Robert, what, what, what's up with the running backs? Okay, now, Javante Williams. They're trying to run the ball and establish a short passing game. That's what Sean Payton wants to do in Denver. By the way, Miami, as good as they've been, they're 29th against the run. I don't know how this came up. So, the the, the uh, Denver – Denver's going to try to keep this high-flying offense off the field. Javante Williams, uh, what's he, second-year running back out of uh, uh, Javante Williams, 12 carries, 13 carries, uh, uh, nine targets the last two games, uh, $6,100, Pickles. That is a a give-me at running back. That's the running back, folks, from Denver. They're going to try to keep Tua off the field. This guy's going to get a lot of touches underneath. Uh, he's going to be running the uh, rock here. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Pickle says Buda Baker. Buda ba- and, and it's opening day in Miami, too. So, you got to look at it that way. Miami's a little banged up. Jalen Waddle may not play in that game. I did not touch the Miami players in that particular game. I do like Raheem Mostert in that game. Not as much as I like. Sertan is from the Miami area. Very good player. Very, he's going to be on um, He's going to be on Tyreek Hill. We don't know if Jalen Waddle's going to play. They could upset Miami, folks. I know that sounds like a big thing, right? They could go down. Remember, they were up 21-3, to and, and, and Sean Payton said, listen, if Russell Wilson – if he don't get at these plays memorized, we'll go back. We'll give him a wristband, okay? But they're going to keep that game on the – they're going to keep it very simple in Denver. Denver's going to keep Javante Williams with bubble screens, run that rock here, and and, and they're, they're going to do it that way. So I like, I like that particular play there. Okay, at running back. And you asked me, what about the other running back? Um, okay. The, the leading running back here, uh, I know you're asking me about the Bears, right? Basaccio, whatever his name is, he's questionable. We don't know if he's going to play or not. Now, McKinning, McKinning, no matter what's going to get his share of dump-offs and everything, I can see the Bears taking chances and taking some, some blitzes here. I think McKinning, now he's at 5,000. I think he has a pretty good game here. Uh, between him and Clyde Edwards Lair, I just picked him. Uh, you, you might want to study him or Clyde Edwards Lair in that particular matchup against Chicago. They are huge favorites, by the way. Uh, if you drafted a guy, if you wanted to take Russian statistics on a guy like, uh, think if you're looking at FanDuel and you wanted to take a, I haven't looked this up yet, I guess I could, a uh, adjusted field for say. I think Justin Fields will, um, from what he said last week, or yesterday, <laughs> but what he said yesterday, Justin Fields, he's going to run the rock. He's saying, I'm just going to let, when, when he's talking about let loose and F it and all that, that's code for, if it's not there, I'm going to run. And this guy could get 100 yards rushing. So if, if his over and under is like 50, I would take the over, Okay. He may be a good sneaky play. Uh, he's going to leave it on the field come Sunday at 0-2. Uh, you know, he said that. The defensive coordinator stepped down. Well, shoot, they're, the team is uh, they're 20, they're 28th against the run. Uh, so, McKinnon, maybe Clyde Edwards or Hare, one of them is going to have a pretty good game. I'm going to gamble and say McKinnon this time. 
And defensively, don't laugh, folks, but uh, the Jets are very cheap at 2,900. They're one of the cheaper uh, defenses in the entire uh, daily fantasy there. Uh, They're going against, I tell you what, they got a shot to beat New England. They are a better team than they were last year, okay? Garrett Wilson's putting it out there. We got to win this game, man. We're tired of getting beat by these guys. That's what they're paying me for. Garrett Wilson could be a sneaky play because I think he could get 12 to 15 targets. And I took that Jet defense against Mac Jones, which the world has to be on a certain axis for Mac Jones to win. And I know Bill Belichick swept, swept him last year. I get it. This game is playing in New Jer- uh, in East Rudford, New Jersey, which is where. Uh, so I took that Jet defense. Jet defense pretty good, folks. They're pretty bleeping good uh, at 3,900. Okay? Uh, for example, now Dallas is at 52. Dallas is the most expensive defense. Uh, again, this is with FanDuel. This is probably going to be the same with DraftKings, uh, followed by the Patriots. The Chiefs at 48, Jacksonville at 47. The Ravens, the Ravens will be playing against Gardner Minshew at 45. Now they got some some injuries there, but Minshew uh, doesn't make the best decisions, and it may be raining. Uh, Cleveland against Tennessee without their best offensive lineman. Cleveland ticked off at 4,200, but you look at some of the cheaper defenses again. 3,900 folks. For the Jets, 38 for the Titans. Titans could have a field day there because they can get pass, they can get a pass rusher. Uh, the, the the right tackle, uh, McCoughlin's out for uh, this Cleveland team. And, and Deshaun Watson's not playing well right now, you know, making me look bad. Um, so and Denver's 3,400. I mean, they could potentially have a pretty good game down there. Uh, so it's uh, you, you've got your variety there of players, folks, to take uh, at at the defensive side here. Okay. Uh, Other potential plays, uh, you know, Robertson, Brian Robertson looks like a decent play for Atlanta, but, folks, he's he's 9,000. That is too much for a running back on the road. Okay. Uh, You got guys like Travis Etienne. He – by the way, Kenneth Walker. By the way, don't let me – these are alternate lineups. These are good plays. I've already gave you my lineup. The, Kenneth Walker. Now, Seattle or Carolina supposedly 31st to get to run. I thought they would be better with Derrick Brown. But but take take this all into account. Carolina went to New Orleans on Monday night, lost that game like I said they would. And so they flew back to Carolina. And on six days, Pickles, they flew all they gotta fly all the way up to Seattle and play at Seattle on Sunday. Kenneth Walker should feast. Um, he had two touchdowns last week, 43 yards against that Detroit defense, which is much better and improved. I think Kenneth Walker uh could have 145 yards and a couple of touchdowns. All right. Uh Jamar Gibbs. Now there's a very good chance that David Montgomery uh, did not even practice on Thursday. I don't think David Montgomery is going to play. Jabari Gibbs was pulled out of the lineup. He's fine. He's a rookie. Young heels up. He's not even on the injury report, Pickles. Jamar Gibbs is not on the injury report, all right? I think that Gibbs is going to be the feature back. He's going to get the ball in space. Now, Atlanta supposedly sixth against the run. They're going on the road. Which means Ritter's not that good on the Ritter hasn't won a game on the road yet. Ritter cannot move the ball. That's why I wouldn't take Brian Robertson. I think he could be Bajon Robertson, the the running back, the sensational rookie there, the highly coveted rookie that was drafted out of Texas to Atlanta. Don't think I would. He's had a pretty good year. I, I took him in one game, uh, but I don't think he's going to have that big a game. I could be wrong. Maybe Detroit's got some unforeseen injuries that come up on Sunday on defense. I didn't see that many other than C. Day Gardner-Johnson. He's a safety. Uh, but the guys up front uh, all seem to be pretty healthy. Um, I don't think Robertson's worth the money, in, in my opinion. I, I think they'll win that game. I think they'll bounce back. 
and um, they will win that game. Yeah, Raheem Mostert, for the record, uh, 6,600. Uh, Denver's 24th against the run. Mostert could have a really good game. He, he could have a good game against Denver there uh, against these guys as well. So, and Dalvin Cook, because it looks like Brees Hall's questionable with the knee injury. Uh, he was limited. So Dalvin Cook, the Cook, uh, the Dalvin Cook at 5,900 could get the bulk of the carries, and he, he may actually get a few targets here uh, against these guys as well. So uh, those are a couple of sleepers there at the running back position there. And uh, at wide out, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill, questionable coming in. Uh, now they're saying he was a full participant. So, but he's very expensive. Uh, he, he's going to have a really good cornerback on him. You know, he, he's going to have, uh, he's going to have Sertan on him. And he's going to have a lot of, um, a lot. now Ferguson, Pickles mentioned Buda Baker. Uh, this Ferguson guy had a pretty good game the other day. Uh, he's a tight end. He's the tight end out of Dallas. He could have a good day as well. Okay. Uh, speaking of tight ends, Travis Kelce, $8,000. I don't know how – I know he caught a touchdown last week. I don't know how healthy he really is. And also throw in – Cal Pitts has been due, but I don't know if this guy can get him the ball or not. But this guy right here, this uh, – this Jake Ferguson here, eight points last week against the Jets. Um, safeties usually cover tight ends. He could have a good game. He could have a good game against this Arizona team, which they're heavily favored. They're, they're going to beat them, you know. So uh, a lot of good match. Again, you know, the Chargers of Minnesota, if, if you, and this is the way I've done it in the past, we call it stacking. And winners have done that. I've studied the big winners when I was playing the daily fantasy leagues. They'll stack a game like this. Uh, you know, the, they, you, Kirk Cousins. Let me look at Kirk Cousins, even though he is Kirk Cousins. But at home, it's not a primetime game. Not to mention, uh, Lamar Jackson's quietly having a really good season as well. Uh, Twenty. Uh, well, he had a good game last week, 22.8 uh, uh, against this Colts team. With Minshew, Jackson may run. Him and Gus Edwards could get a couple of rushing touchdowns as well. Don't let me forget about that. Kirk Cousins, 78, um, 7,800 here. Kirk Cousins, believe it or not, at Philadelphia had 28 fantasy points. He could be the play of the week. I think Herbert Berber could move a little bit better. Cousins has got a little sharper coach in there. Uh, remember Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Madison, uh, of course, they may actually use Cam Epers. Cousins against that rotten secondary. I mean, rotten secondary. Remember, this Charger team, Pickles, they had to fly to Tennessee. They got beat in overtime. Fly back to L.A. Then they got to fly to Minnesota. They got to fly to Minnesota. Minnesota's had extra time to prepare. Um and this is an early start time. So that defense led by uh, who's always been banged up here. Joey Bosa has been banged up here lately. They could have um, a field day against them. So this is, feels like a 38, uh, a 42-38 type of game. You can milk both sides. You put one lineup in. You use Kirk Cousins. You use Addison. And maybe you throw in a Jefferson. Use another lineup. And then you use maybe Kenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Justin Herbert, okay? So uh, I don't think Austin Eckler is playing in this game. Uh, ankle, let me see, Eckler, by the way, he's really expensive. Did not practice on Thursday. He's $9,800. Uh, he did play week one, had 24 points. He would be great for a game like this, but you can't tell. Maybe Kelly. Uh, would be a decent play, but I wouldn't take a running back coming east like that. Uh, I think this is all going to be about Herbert and those receivers on the other side. Uh, it's probably going to be about uh, Kirk Cousins. So this is a stack em type. This is a stack em type of game here in the fantasy world. So, folks, I'll be back tomorrow at the same time. We'll go over this week's biggest games. We'll, we'll uh, be in Carlos 
mad New Yorker Chavez. He's going to have the big head because he's 2-0 and against me. Uh, you know, rather be lucky than good any day, what Richard Petty said, and that's what old Carlos has been here lately. But I'm I'm going to catch him just like I caught him last year and beat him. But uh, we'll be talking about this week's biggest game. We'll do a recap. He had a take on Nick Chubb. I'll, I'll get his take there and everything. Uh, again, I want to thank um, – the Northeast Streaming Sports folks, I am live on Roku TV. And uh, by the way, Sunday, if you're up, folks, look out Mac and Jack on Northeast Streaming Channel. Mac and Jack and Jim, former Dallas Cowboy Jim Jeffcoat show. Uh, I'm on there 8.30 a.m. Eastern, 7.30 a.m. Central Time for 30 minutes going over this week's biggest stories here. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Hey, man, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Wesley. Appreciate it, mate. Yep. Yep. Uh, 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 Australia friend there. Hope all is well. Have a good night, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, here on Sports Scope. <laughs>